0: Welcome to the Beeson Podcast, coming to you
1: from Beeson Divinity School on the campus of Samford University. Now your hosts, Doug Sweeney and Kristen Padilla. Welcome to the Beeson Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Sweeney, here with my co-host, Kristen Padilla. And today we're beginning a new three-week series on the experiences of our students and their mentors in cross-cultural ministry over the summer. Beeson requires all of its Master of Divinity students to engage in what we call their Cross-Cultural Ministry Practicum, or CCMP. We plan to tell you all about this during the next few weeks by featuring some of the people who are involved this year. Before Kristen introduces today's guests, Let me invite you to attend our annual Reformation Heritage Lectures at the end of this month, October 26th, 27th, and 28th, with Dr. Michael McClymon, Professor of Modern Christianity at St. Louis University. The theme of this year's lecture is Seeing Christ's Cross Through a Reformation Lens. They'll take place each day at 11 o'clock in Hodges Chapel, No reservations are needed. Just come and be a part of this. You can find out more on our website at beesondivinity.com slash lectures. Now, Kristen, would you please introduce our good friends who will be featured on today's podcast?
2: Thank you, Doug, and Will, and welcome everyone to the Beeson Podcast. I'm so glad to have some friends of ours on the show, Dallas and Emily Knight. They are a married couple here at Beeson Divinity School, both working on their Master of Divinity degree. Uh, they are both from Georgia and are graduates of Samford University. They have been serving for uh, several years at a local congreg- congregation, Shades Valley Community Church, here in Birmingham, and recently. Dallas has accepted a new position at South Highland Presbyterian Church in Birmingham as a ministry intern working with the youth, among many other ministry hats I'm sure he's going to wear um, during his time there. And that, church listeners, is where the senior pastor, Ed Hurley, um, serves, and he's on our advisory board. We also have uh, two of our alums at that church serving as well, Court and Abby Gatliff. So it's a wonderful church. We're pleased for you, Dallas and Emily, and welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having us.
2: Yeah, thanks, Kristen, Dr. Sweeney. Like I said, we're glad that you're here to talk specifically about the CCMP. I've already had the pleasure of hearing about that, and so I look forward uh, for our listeners to hear from you. But before we get into talking about the CCMP, I want our listeners to know a little bit more about you. So could you introduce yourselves to us, you know, where, where you are from, how did you meet, what brought you to Beeson, anything that you want to share with us. And so Dallas, how about we start with you?
0: Yeah, great. Uh, so yeah, I'm from, originally from Albany, Georgia. Uh, I was born and raised there. It's about four and a half hours from Birmingham, down 280. Uh, so uh, yeah, I was born and raised there. Uh, then in 2014, when I graduated from high school, I found my way over to Sanford University for undergrad uh and then graduated in 2018 I, I majored in history and classics and at sanford and during that time you know i met emily she's a she started a year before me and we had a lot of different points of connection we were both involved at ruf uh we shared a, a major in classics we were part of the honors program at sanford and yeah we just were had, we're in a lot of similar circles and so uh eventually i think we've uh decided that you know we were friends we get along i think we should try this dating thing out, and uh yeah, and so then my senior year, when I realized I wanted to go to seminary, I I was looking at a lot of different places, but again, you know, and lose year younger, and I knew Beeson was a great school, I had a lot of friends that had pointed me this direction, some uh, ministers at churches I was very involved at, and uh I realized not only did I have a lot of ministers I looked up to that came to Beeson, but also I had Emily here still in Birmingham for another year. So I figured it all kind of made sense to stay stay here um, and to learn uh, what these ministers have learned.
3: Yeah, clearly we have a lot in common and, you know, have been in school together even now for a few years, too. But yeah, I am originally from Macon, Georgia, which is about an hour and a half south of Atlanta. Um, Grew up going to a smaller Christian school studying theology really just falling in love with the Bible, didn't really know what that meant as far as a vocational calling um, until much later, but came to St. Um, in 2015 to study English and classics, um, met Dallas along the way, um, and at some point um, during my senior year, actually after Dallas had started at Beeson, um, I was getting pretty jealous of his classes and Realizing that the Lord was turning my heart towards theological education, but also towards ministry in particular. And um, in many ways, it just has been a dream come true to be at Beeson and just um, realizing the ways the Lord has turned both of us towards ministry from young ages and um, only just coming to discover what that means for us. But um, Beeson's been such a sweet time of us like I said, getting to do Beeson together. As a married couple, um, we actually haven't taken a class together at Beeson um, yet, at least, and it's Dallas's last semester, so we may have lost our chance, but um, we've shared many other things during our time at Beeson, and it's been um, just the experience of a lifetime.
1: Thanks, guys. Of course, we want to dive in deep uh, in just a minute here into your experiences this summer in cross-cultural ministry, but before we do, Uh, And since we don't get to have students on the podcast nearly enough, I thought I'd take advantage of the opportunity and ask you to help me sell Beeson Divinity School just a little bit to some prospective students and friends of the school. Could you each say just a couple of words about what you've liked best about this place and how God's used it in your life and whether God's used it to clarify your sense of calling, that sort of thing? And I wonder, maybe, Emily, you could start first this time.
3: Sure. Um, there are so many different things that I could say to this question. Um, but as I've really thought over, I guess the last two and a half years at Beeson, what's um, been so meaningful for me, I think have been relationships with the faculty members. Um, it's been like mentorship but on steroids in a lot of ways. Like I've really enjoyed being at such a a small school, a tight-knit community where, We really get to know our professors and not only that, but they really get to know us too. Um, I've just come to realize um, when you know someone really well and when my professors know, come to know me really well through having me in multiple classes, they're able to challenge me better, correct me more. um, And the conversation is just ongoing. Um, There are some professors like Dr. Jenalette that I've taken Um, for multiple semesters now, or with, I'm in Dr. Webster's mentor group, and um, just being able to continue the conversation from mentor group to class to lunch, and just soak in um, all the wisdom and just be able to ask hard questions of people that I know that I can trust and who love me and um, want to see me flourish. Um, That's really meant a whole, a whole lot to me. Um, I think mentor group has been just an extremely encouraging part of Beeson, um, not only because of like the faculty, but the opportunity to just take a break during the week and reflect and pray um has been has been huge. And just to build those relationships with, Um, my classmates and to know that we're not just people who study together, but that we're praying together. And I think it just gives a whole new meaning to the rest of the week because the weeks can get so busy. Um, And so to to just have a pause um, to refresh and to reset and to really say like, what has the Lord done this week? Um, What am I learning? What has been really hard about this week? And then to jump right back in in an hour um, back into class or, or whatever. Um, that's been really meaningful.
1: Thanks, Emily. What a wonderful testimony. Uh, Dallas, she said a lot of it already, but anything you want to add to that?
0: Yeah, uh, well, I would first uh, second uh, just the impact of the professors on on the students. Uh, I mean, for my example, Dr. Thielman, I've been in his mentor group since the beginning. I think I've taken every class of him that I could um and just to have that kind of close relationship with one professor but also knowing i can go to others like dr malish and others and just be able to talk about you know anything from personal to theological um and vocational has been very impactful for me as i've um, moved through seminary and trying to decide what i want to do uh, what god is uh, leading me towards uh, but beyond that i would include the students and the fact that the inter- interdenominational aspect of Beeson, and how that conjoint like um, connects with uh, student life has been probably the most impactful part of Beeson for me. Uh, I just the the friends and the uh, classmates that I have I've had, and uh, just be able to not just be in study groups and to you know try and get uh, get through Doctor. House's uh, Old Testament exams, but uh, also just to be able to dialogue with with each other in ways that you know. One of the things that I've enjoyed about Beeson has been, you know, we're not here to, you know, professors aren't going to impose their denominational beliefs on you, but to help you uh, uh, strengthen your own denominational uh, convictions, but to be able to have that similar dialogue with students and uh, just to see not just how they uh, theologically might differ, but to see, you know, what core, what are the core common beliefs of Christian faith and how you know, uh, us as uh reformed Presbyterian type people relating to Anglicans and Methodists and Baptists and just seeing how we all, you know, how we all come together to worship and to give glory uh, to God and, and uh, different yet similar ways um, and to just strengthen those friendships to so know that down the road, I can reach back to these friends and see how they're serving God in their context. I just know that we, the b has allowed for us to strengthen those relationships and, um, in ways that I don't know if I would have gotten if I had gone to um, any other uh, uh, seminaries.
2: I think that's a nice segue into talking about uh, the cross cultural ministry practicum, uh, because I know you went with a group of your fellow students here at VCU and shared such a special experience. And as Doug has already said, you know every MDiv student has to complete a two week uh, required. Cross-Cultural Ministry Practicum, and the two of you decided to do that CCMP in Vermont this summer. So why did you choose this particular location, and what were you expecting as you went into it?
0: Uh, The main reason uh, I I felt compelled to go to Vermont, uh, my father is uh, a minister. He uh, started this, uh, he pursued this calling later in life in 2016. And uh, being in uh, small-town Georgia, uh, in the southwest corner of the state, he was um, commissioned to to two churches um, in in rural Georgia. Uh, Congregations were no bigger than 15, 20 members, and he served there until this this, uh, summer. Uh, And just being able to see how the Lord um, impacted him, not just in terms of his own faith, but his leadership and calling as a pastor— I just I could tell that there was something different for him going from our our large church to these small rural communities that really impacted him. And so, since I've been you know in college and graduated since then, uh, I wanted to be able to see more what that was like. You know, I've been able to have some good conversations, but I wanted to know um, in a more intensive manner what that rural ministry would be like. And so, I mean, my expectations, I. Uh, knew from talking with Jason, uh, the pastor up there, that we would be shadowing him, seeing uh, his uh, congregants and just members of his community and seeing how he ministered to them. Uh, and I mean, that's what we that's what happened. That's what I was expecting. But I don't think I could have expected just the the impact that it's had on us and just the I don't know the I guess the the comp- how compelling of a, of a, of a ministry that, that it is. I could not have expected that.
3: Yeah, I think for me, um, why we chose Vermont, um, as our CCMP is that, um, so Jason, who's a pastor up in Vermont that we shadowed, has, is getting a little bit of a reputation around here for, um, just his particular mentorship. And, um, even in just the two weeks that we were there, the ways that he was able to offer really specific encouragement um, of our giftings and feedback on um, how he sees the Lord calling us. And for me, what was really appealing was the opportunity to just get to ask kind of any question about pastoral ministry um, and his experiences and why he has chosen certain things or um, what's been really difficult about his ministry there and questions that um, I could ask my pastors here, but um, just because he's not our pastor and we're not necessarily under his care um, in the same way his congregants are, we were able to, he was really able to be honest with us um, in a way that I think was really refreshing and encouraging for us as future ministers to to just hear, what is it, what is it really like? Um, and just to be treated um, as future ministers, I think was really huge for me. It's been it's been hard in a lot of ways for me to um, picture myself in ministry in the future. For whatever reason, I'm not sure that I've had many like role models or, uh, especially, I think female ministers in my life where I've been able to to see and have that kind of active mentorship in the same way. And so that was just really um, meaningful for me and. Um, I'm not sure, again, that it was something we 100 percent expected going in, but it was some we had heard from um, Abby and Court Gatliff and others who had already known Jason that this is really, I think, his gifting in a lot of ways is mentorship of um, young ministers in training. And it's something he's really passionate about. And so um, it was just such a wonderful experience for that reason.
1: That's a great segue, Emily. So, tell us more. Let's kind of get into the weeds of what you actually did this summer. Um, who is this Jason we keep referring to? Uh, where does he live? What's his ministry context? And what did he have you doing together this summer?
3: Sure. Um, so, Jason McConnell is the pastor of two rural churches in Franklin, Vermont, or rather Franklin and East Franklin, which are I would say 10, 15 minutes apart from each other, but these are historic communities. And so while they are smaller congregations, they are distinct and he pastors both of them. Um, They're about, I think East Franklin might be about a mile from the Canadian border, which um, you may be able to hear both mine and Dallas's Southern accents. So it was definitely a cross-cultural experience for us to be in New England. Um, And these are dairy farming communities. And so, while not every single person in the community or in the church is a dairy farmer, um, as a whole, it's it's an agricultural community. It's extremely tight knit, um, just kind of a classic rural community uh, in a lot of ways. And so what we did from day to day, we were there for about two weeks. We say that we shadowed him. And I think that's a really good picture of what we were able to do because we basically went with him to meet what felt like everyone in the community. Um, so there's about 1,500 people in Franklin. So we didn't, we didn't meet everyone, but we met several dairy farmers and toured their farms and ha- got to ask a lot of questions about um, their industry and kind of even see the um, diversity within the dairy farming industry of family-owned farms and some who are very small and kind of operate in more traditional ways. And then some that are more on the um, technological end of things. We saw robots uh, milking cows. And so that was really interesting. Dallas comes from farming country as well, but I think it was um, really refreshing for us to be in that setting um, again. And then meeting everyone else in the community, from the elementary school principal to um, a parole officer for sex offenders to just a lot of local leaders, legislators, um, the um, guy who runs the soup kitchen. Um, we went to an ecumenical pastors meeting where we met with a lot of the different gospel preaching pastors in the county, an elders meeting at the church, and then a little bit of hiking as well on some of the ski slopes. So we it felt like we did almost everything there is to do in Franklin in a lot of ways. And, um, we barely even scratched the surface, I think in other ways, but, um, and I think I'd be a miss, um, if I didn't mention the maple sugar house as well, we uh, saw how maple syrup is made. And I think that that's maybe, um, maple syrup is very important to Vermonters. And that's uh, that we definitely learned that while we were there and we came back with a couple gallons. So.
1: Dallas, did you and Emily work side by side the whole time you were in Vermont, or did you do some different things? Was your experience any different from hers? And maybe if you did work side by side, and what you would want to say about this is a lot like what Emily just said, maybe you could add a little something about what the two of you learned about ministry and what the Lord has in, in mind for you um, in ministry moving forward.
0: So, yes, we really, uh, Jason kept us together and, uh, the whole group, and we were able to just follow him, um, every step of the way. And, um, yeah, everything that Emily just described was something uh, we all participated in. And, yeah, in terms of, uh, you asked about how, um, it's impacted us as, um, down the road for, for mm-hmm. ministry. One thing that I think it really has impacted me, uh, is, He was able to show us a different model uh, of ministry than I think what we uh, tend to see in suburban communities just by virtue of it being a different uh, geographical context. Uh, He really has a passion for, uh, Jason has a passion for uh, parish ministry and walking among the people and being, and that being the core focus of his ministry. And, uh, Emily and I've talked a lot about this. I think that that has given us um, a renewed vision, to some degree, about what we us uh, see God leading us towards. And as I've uh, gone through uh, Beeson and trying to discern what I'm supposed to do for pastoral ministry, and I was uh, I wasn't I was concerned with what I was supposed to be doing because I was I saw the the you know the, the church ministry in our context, and it's a good it's a good it's a good method of ministry, but it wasn't lining up with how I saw God gifting me and calling me towards just the the faster suburban pace. And Jason was able to come alongside us and show, well, you know, that's one way to do ministry and God uses it. And it's good, but that's not the only way. There's this, this parish mindset of being able to spend time with your members um, in a more intensive way and, and being more and, and being invested in the community in a way that it's easier to do in a rural context uh, versus maybe in a suburban context, it helped me realize that, oh, this, this might be the direction that God is leading us towards. Uh, this seems to be more li- in line with um, our own giftings um, to be able to uh, a more incarnational um, vision, I guess, is what I would say.
2: In line with that, Emily, I wonder if you can talk about, um, and you can add on to what Dallas just said, but I wonder if you can talk about, in particular, your opportunity to preach a sermon, um, especially uh, before taking preaching class. Uh, You're in uh, your first semester of preaching class here at Beeson. Um, But that opportunity and how this particular experience has shaped your own uh, view of your own calling to ministry.
3: Yeah, that, um, I did get to preach in a Sunday morning service, which I'm not sure if you'd ask me, even when I started at Beeson, do you even want to do that? Um, I probably would not have said yes. And, um, it was one of the most joyful experiences of my life. Um, I'm really grateful for the opportunity. And um, that was actually the the one difference between mine and Dallas's schedules is Dallas preached at the senior living center. Um, and so and that was a really sweet experience for him. And then I um, was in the pulpit on Sunday morning at the at Franklin United Church and right. I, I preached um, this sermon and prepared this sermon before I started preaching this fall or preaching class this fall. And so I was pretty intimidated in some ways, especially before we even got to Vermont of just trying to envision the community that we would be in. And um, Lord, like, what do these people need to hear from your word? Um, and I I was pretty anxious um, when basically until the moment that I opened my mouth and started speaking in the sermon. But like I said, it, it was joyful and almost even fun. Um, I would say it definitely was fun for me. Um, And I'm I think like Dallas said, that was really the experience for me that made me kind of open my eyes a little bit to what the Lord could be calling us to. Just in terms of I think I've had a very small imagination um, as to what the Lord could use me for. And um, I think that experience really shifted things for me of of saying um, that I would be open to preaching more and um, to be in pastoral ministry if that's what the Lord calls us to. And I think um, the rural context for us um, in concert with preaching just really fit both of our giftings in a way that we didn't expect of um, just the values of rural culture of kind of family and tradition and these things were kind of familiar to us from our own upbringing. Um, It was definitely still um, cross-cultural in other ways for us to um, talk with the families in the congregation. But um, at the end of the day, we were speaking the same language when um, it came to the things of the Lord. And we're just able to connect um, over that which we have in common. And so it was just really encouraging to um, We stayed with host families who were congregants um, in the churches and so um, to preach to the families that we were actually staying with and got to know a little bit while we were there and knew kind of um, what they had been kind of what their family situations were like. One family actually had an accident like a um, tragedy happen um, in the middle of the week one of that Smith um, Taylor was staying with that family and so. Her sermon really ministered to their souls in a way that we couldn't have expected. And because she got to know them while she was staying with them. And so I think the Lord was really kind to show us, um, we didn't have to be around these people for very long in order for the Lord to use us, um, in those Sunday morning sermons. Um, and so that was, it was just such an encouraging experience. I think for each of the ladies, especially that I talked to who, um, preached um, in in the pulpit, it was the first time for each of us, uh, and we couldn't have asked for just a more affirming experience. And honestly, Jason and his wife Jennifer were extremely um, affirming, but also uh, really great about giving feedback about the sermon too, which I just kind of ate up. I loved hearing like, okay, well, what worked, um, what. Maybe did it fit for this context? What could we think about for next time? Or Jason, if you were preaching this sermon, how would it have been different from your voice? And kind of this collaboration afterwards of just getting to process what just happened was so valuable. Um, So that was, I think preaching was really the standout experience for me um, those two weeks. And so that it was really maybe one of the highlights of my Beeson experience.
1: Dallas and Emily, we always like to conclude these interviews by asking our guests what the Lord's been teaching them recently. And I wonder in your case, has what the Lord has been teaching you in recent weeks related at all to the cross-cultural ministry experience you had over the summer? Uh, Is there anything by way of conclusion that you'd wanna commend to our listeners by way of encouraging them in the Lord uh, based on your recent experience as ministers of the gospel? And maybe Dallas, let's start with you this time.
0: One of the things the Lord has really been teaching me uh, recently is definitely uh, impacted by the CCMP and me uh, taking on this this job at south highland is is very much connected with it this the CCMP helped me realize um, the way in which God I think is calling me towards pastoral ministry the this uh, um this parish mindset that Jason really emphasized with us. And so when I uh, was uh, when when Abby uh, Gatliff and I started talking about me possibly coming on to South Highland, um, that was one the that was the the model that she is really seeking after um, as she's pursuing uh, ministry at South Highland, uh, spending uh, so all this time with students and ministering to them and not so much a programmatic way, but um, an incarnational spen- seeking them outside the church, outside of events. Uh, and that has really been what God has been uh, uh almost a restlessness in me since uh, Vermont uh realizing that this is the this relational component this this relational way of doing ministry rather uh I think it's uh really been something that God has convicted me of and uh, uh showing me that this is where the gifting that he has given me I need to pursue this I need to to uh, seek that out and so that has uh and some, I think then really what Laura uh, has been uh, teaching me is the uh, the value of that parish mindset and putting and, and him just pushing me towards that with this new new uh, job. How about with you, Emily? How has God been teaching
1: you recently?
3: Yeah, I, I think our experience in Vermont has really encouraged and refreshed me in such a needed way. Um, In particular, just, gosh, this has been a hard couple of years for everyone. Um, And just talking to so many ministers who are feeling burned out and just weary. I think um, Jason's ministry really encouraged us that um, the faithfulness of God to um, his ministers, especially to those he's called, um, to his people... But especially um, just to be able to see that resilience in ministry is possible and that um, when you're able to really put your roots down and become immersed in um, people's lives and um, just that rhythms of rest and play are possible within vocational ministry, I think Um, That was really encouraging to see in such a time when um, burnout has been so uh, common and not just burnout, but just discouragement in ministry that um, that the Lord um, really does provide times of refreshing and that these kind of rhythms of rest are possible. And so that's encouraged me, I think, in what can be really busy semesters at Beeson with work and homework and ministry that it just feels like it can all be converging at once, um, but that the Lord does invite us to rest in his presence. um, And that that really is possible. It's not um, impossible and that um, he doesn't, he doesn't load us up with all of these burdens, but that he invites us to rest even as we do his work.
1: Amen. That's a good word, Emily. And a nice way to conclude our interview. Audience members, you have been listening to Beeson students, Emily and Dallas Knight. They had a wonderful experience this summer in their cross-cultural ministry practicum experience in the northern part of the state of Vermont. Uh, We are grateful to the Lord for what he taught them this summer and for blessing us with their presence in our community. I don't know about you, but it's always an encouragement for me to listen to young students who are called into ministry testify to God's work in their lives and what they've been learning about ministry. I think the Church of Jesus Christ is in good hands moving forward, and we're grateful to you, Dallas and Emily, for being with us. Thanks, listeners. We love you. Goodbye for now.
2: You've been listening to the Beeson Podcast. Our theme music is written and performed by Advent Birmingham of the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama. Our engineer is Rob Willis. Our announcer is Mike Pascarello. Our co-hosts are Doug Sweeney and myself, Kristen Padilla. Please subscribe to the Beeson Podcast at Beesondivinity.com slash podcast or on iTunes.